0: This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Eye on Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state, with our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.
1: This is the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network. I'm joined by Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Et we have got a lot of ground to cover. What a tremendous end to the regular season Friday night. We had great games all across this state.
2: It 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 was a night that we pretty much expected it to be uh with a bunch of uh, really high high chef matchups, uh, some went down to the wire. I mean, others were were good, you know, three quarters or so, but I mean, it, it was everything we kind of expected it to be uh, on the last uh, Friday of the regular season, Brad. Absolutely. We're going to start at the
1: top. Number one, Bryant, 52. Number two, Conway, 33. That's after the last rankings. E.T., it felt like the Hornets felt like it felt like they had something to prove coming into this game.
2: You know, I, I, and again, the week before um, when they played North Little Rock, I, I, I talked to Quad, uh, the head coach, and some of the players. And, uh, you know, once they got that North Little Rock game over with, they immediately turned their attention to Conway, man, and, just like you know, me and you've been saying all year, man, it's, the, it's the, the biggest game, one of the biggest games of the season, probably the biggest considering uh, all the variables that goes into it. And uh, they were ready uh, the week before. So I'm pretty sure that entire week, you know, leading up to the game, they were amped up. And, you know, I think, you know, it may have been a few uh, nerves or they were maybe a little over amped, you yep. know, starting out. But uh, once those guys kind of settled in and realized, hey, you know, we, we may be different at the top, but we're still, you know, who we are. And that's, that's five-time state champs, man. And they – they uh, kind of turned it on there a little bit, man, and 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 got yeah, going and, and went to
1: turn it back. They did. They got down 14-0. Uh, Donovan Amolo, the quarterback for Conway, <laughs> who we've talked about a couple of times um on the right. podcast. Um he, you know, he got his team off to a good start, but man, Bryant came back. What a great game by Jordan Walker, their quarterback. Uh, you know, 275 yards passing. Uh, you know, and they just they kind of just took this game over in the second half. They did,
2: man. Uh, you know, and, I, and I, I mean, you was talking off, uh, off offline about, you know, I was watching that game down in uh, Arcadef while I was covering the Malvern tilt that they had. And, you know, that guy, you know, he showed a lot of maturity from, yeah. from from year to year, man. And the way he never appeared to get rattled in that game against that Conway team with that coach uh, was really impressive, man. He set those guys down. Uh, he did it with his arm and his leg, man. It probably It's probably the best game he's had. Uh, since he took over that starting job, you know, early last year, and uh, kudos to him because he, he he played big time in a big time game,
1: man. No doubt about that. They uh, so that game, the way it ended up, Bryant ends up getting the one seed from the 7A Central. Conway's the number two seed. They both have buys uh, this week for the first round of the playoffs. Um, wouldn't be a surprise uh, to see them play again, uh, but there's some teams in the 7A West are going to have to have a say so about that. We'll talk about that just a little bit later. But big win there for Bryant. Um, you know, to, to borrow a, a line from, from uh, Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. They are who we thought they are. Man. Exactly, exactly. So let's go to the 6A West where Greenwood was hosting Little Rock Christian and also a huge game that was going to determine the number one seed uh, from the 6A West. This one
2: was Greenwood, but it was a tough game, E.T., yeah, I uh, you know, and that's another game I was kind of score watching with that one, man. I you know, it, it's it's hard to beat Greenwood at Greenwood, man. I don't know when the last time they lost a home game. Sixty-one straight uh, wins at home, yeah. Man, dude, that's wild. Christian gave him a fight, man, which I expected them to give them a, a tough game, man, and it was you know back and forth for a while, but again, Greenwood uh, did what what Greenwood normally does, you know, and they, they they took off and no turning back on that one, man.
1: No big game for Kane Archer, the sophomore quarterback at Greenwood, who is. Uh, a highly rated quarterback. Um, I think the 2026 class. RD would probably know more about that. We we'll talked to him in a minute. Uh, had a big game passing, 18 to 26, 80 yards, four touchdown passes. Also ran for three touchdowns in this game and right at 100 Dude. yards. So he was uh, E.T., He was balling
2: out, balling out, man. And again, man, in the biggest of games, that kid seems to just just step up. I mean, it's – is now it, it's, being a sophomore. I mean, it's just like he's. Uh, Season beyond his years, man. I mean, that that guy is amazing. And again, we've said it before. uh, No, but by the time he graduates, he'll be you know a top five national quarterback, if not the best uh, in that class. Absolutely, Walker White, uh, who's committed to Auburn, the quarterback at Little Rock
1: Christian, also had a good game: twenty-one of thirty-four, two hundred eighty-eight yards, and one touchdown. Also ran for three touchdowns for Little Rock Christian. Uh, You know, et now, uh, you know, now that we got now that we got the regular season out of the way, and and we're in the playoffs, the six A. Class six A is going to be a tremendous, oh, tremendous playoff round yeah. by round in
2: this in this uh, class, man. It's going to be something else. It, it, it really is, man. You got got a lot of teams, man, that that are going to be vying. Of course, uh, Greenwood have had that one. Uh, I think to ben, ben have one on the side, yep. but East Side is going to have you know a couple teams that that are going to be you know uh, get, get tough outs to say yeah. the least, man. Once the playoffs start, no doubt about it. Uh, moving
1: back up to the seven A West now, Bentonville. 56 Bentonville West 28. Bentonville has continued to own this ET. Almost, it's not a rivalry. It's only a rivalry if it, if it's you know both teams are winning. This is a one-sided affair. And Bentonville West has never won a game in this in this uh head-to-head meeting, and that continued again Friday night. Welcome back, Carter Nine for Bentonville.
2: Carter It came back and it was almost like he didn't uh, didn't, didn't skip a beat at all, man. Uh <laughs> almost perfect uh, on the night, man, and then through Three 3Ds, and uh, you know, hey, got got Benville back on track for
1: sure. He did, man. Twenty two of twenty five, three hundred forty yards. Uh, he, you know, he missed the last two games, maybe two and a half games. I'm not sure when he was injured in that Fayetteville game. Got his got his an ankle injury, uh, but he missed at least two games and plus, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get back from that. He came back. Not sure if he's hundred percent or not, but whatever percent he was was a good enough
2: percent <laughs> Friday night. It was good enough for whatever he came back with. It was it was more than enough for uh for, for, for West to handle that one, man. <laughs> it was, man. Forty-two twelve at halftime, Bentonville. They just I
1: mean, they got off that bus ready to go roll.
2: You know, and, and that's a game I thought, you know, coming in that that West would, would had a good chance of, of especially did, considering how they've been playing over the past, you know, five, six weeks or whatnot, uh a, a good chance of coming out and, and kind of making a statement early. Uh, but I you know, I was wrong with that one. And Mr. Mr. Nye kind of Threw that notion out the window. He
1: did. Uh, he that. did. He, yeah, man. He 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 denied uh, yeah. Bentonville West. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I wish I had a horn and
1: he just blow it. Et, <laughs> uh, e. let's talk about the game you were at, man. It was the K. McBride Show. Arkadelphia fifty-five, Malvern thirty-five in the four A seven.
2: That that was a game, that, and of course, I, you know, I wish I had had took a picture of this, but uh on my way coming into the game. You know, I-30 was backed far back. I don't know if you've been, if you've been to, through Arkadelphia, you know, there's about two or three exits once you get in. But the, the line on I-30 was back to the second Arkadelphia exit when That's I was awesome. coming in. That's awesome. And I was That's like, wow. True. So it was a standing in the cloud, crowd, and uh, the game lived up to its height. I mean, it was back and forth the entire first half. Uh, I was talking to a guy from magnet uh, you know, and he asked me what I thought, you know, was one of the biggest plays of the game. And I told him that it was the pick six. It happened at the end of the second quarter with about, I don't know, four or five seconds left to kind of turn the tide in Arcadelfia's favor. Uh, although Malvern came back to tie it in the third quarter, uh, the momentum that they had generated was pretty much gone at that. And, and K. McBride scored a 68-yard touchdown run on the last play of the third quarter that put it up for good, man. And after that, it was, it was lights out, man. But it was, it was a great game, great atmosphere. And uh, Arcadelfia did uh, what they did, you know, previously before, and that's beat. Uh, beat those guys, and I think the Washington River Championship belt is what they play for. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've won it, I think, eight of the last nine times, man, but it was a great game, man.
1: McBride is the real deal. Again, two other teams we, we would not be surprised to see again playing each other no uh, in, in uh, War Memorial, but uh, 4A is loaded, and uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be a tough road no matter who gets there to War Memorial for the championship games. Uh, to recap that game, McBride passed for 200 yards, ran for 150 yards, accounted for six touchdowns in that game. Uh, but Malvern got theirs too. Jalen Dupree had a big game, 217 yards and five touchdowns for Malvern. Uh, man, those are two really good teams and they're going to be teams that will be factors in the playoffs in 4A. There is no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Little Rock Parkview, ho-hum, 42-14 over a very good, in my opinion, Camden Fairview team. Again, they took a good team to the woodshed, ET.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and part of you, again, you know, and, I, you know, I, I, it's almost like a broken record. I think in, in 5A, everyone is chasing those guys. Uh They've proven to be just as good as we thought they were going to be. Uh, even after the the, the the win against Ryan early in the year, they hadn't slacked up. They hadn't took the, the, the yeah. foot off the pillow at all. They just keep going. And, you know, they, they, they're beating these teams in, in a half. Yeah. You know, but by the halftime, the game is pretty much over. Um And, and right now, you know, it's going to take somebody's best, best, best effort, I think, to knock these guys off this throne, man. Like I said, man, probably about 23 cases of
1: uh, of of some kind of uh, stomach virus going around. The only thing that'll stop <laughs> right, them. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and even then, that might not help even then. <laughs> even, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Montario Elston, three touchdowns in that game for the Patriots, who are, uh, man, I don't see anybody being in their way in 5A, but uh, again, that's why they play the games. You know, we'll play the game. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Fayetteville goes 10-0, 56-28 against Springdale Harbor in the 7A West to lock up. They'd already locked up the number one seed. Uh Drake Lindsey. <laughs> dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I, you just have to shake your head at what they what that dude do, man.
1: <laughs> uh 47 touchdown passes this season, Eric. And I think one
2: interception. One. That that's that's almost uh unfathomable. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's what he's done. I mean, and you know, he's, he's got weapons around him, but that guy, I mean, it's it's almost speechless because he does it week in, week out. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it, it's, it's not a norm, the norm. Yeah. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. I mean, he's going to go out, he's going to get you five, six, seven touchdowns, you know, this past weekend, a game. Uh, I mean, he's got those guys as legit, yeah. you know, title contenders. Man, I think I saw this earlier. Was that the first time Fedbe has gone 10 and 0 in the regular season and since like, the 50s the or something 50s. like that? Yeah, the 1950s. Yeah, something and like it, that. It, when I saw that, I was like, wow. Because I, I mean, I'm thinking that they've, they've gone undefeated in the regular season like that before, but that's a long time. And for him to do what he's done in that team to to, to, to beat teams the way they have in, in, in the 7 8 West, man, is, is, is extremely
1: impressive. 100%. Another team that went 10 0 for the first time ever, Elkins.
2: Eppler's. 54-0
1: yeah. win on uh, on Friday night, man. Their offense, et Dizzy Dean, their quarterback and Deshaun chairs their running back, man. They are a load for anybody to handle.
2: Chip, I, I said, man, that that's my it's, as as odd as it may sound I have to see a 10 and eight, 10 and 0 team be a sleeper. That's my sleeper pick to win for a. Those guys, you know, I, it took it took one game for me to, to to be a believer, and that was I think. um, I can't remember it was, earlier in the year, like week two or something, and the way they dismantled whoever it was. Charleston. Um, man, it's just awesome. And that, that offense, man, it, it's something something to watch, man. They, they're fun to watch, actually. Yeah, they, they are.
1: They're very well coached. Zach Watson was the former offensive coordinator at Greenwood. He's been at Elkins for, for the uh, two seasons, uh, maybe three. I've, I've slept since in ET. It might be his third season. <laughs> I'm, I, don't, I, I can't really remember. Uh, but anyway, he he brought a good pedigree with him from Greenwood to Elkins, and he – he is doing at Elkins what they did at Greenwood. And, uh, man, and you're right, they will be a tough team in 4A. It's it's uh, a, exactly. I mean, man, offensively, they can put some points on the board. And defensively, they play they're well. playing well, too. So it's looked exactly. like, you know, yeah, the, they're well the shutouts ready.
2: they've had, I think they shut out uh, a really, really good Ozark team a few weeks back. Yeah. And, you know, so their defense is, is nothing to sneeze about either.
1: No. Uh, and then the last one we'll talk about, uh, number one, Carlisle, 20-14 to 14 over Hazen. Always a great game when these two teams get together, man. And they uh, they go head to head and knock each other in the mouth every play. <laughs> and uh, you know, again, they they this is the third time they've
2: played in the in the past mm-hmm. you know year, and it wouldn't be a surprise to see them play a fourth time. It wouldn't be a shock whatsoever, man. Uh, I think Hazen got those guys twice last year, uh, including the state title game. And Carlisle has to feel good about about this one, man. Getting a little uh, getting, getting that lick back, so to speak, going to the postseason. They got their big win on Bison Week. Uh, That was good for them. Of
1: all weeks, man. Big win. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Big win. Yeah. So we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll be joined by Richard Davenport. We're going to talk about a little recruiting. Got a little recruiting news from last week. Not the best of news, but we're going to talk about that in other recruiting on the ION Preps podcast. We'll be right back with Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.
0: Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a digital plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated Magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front-row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs!
1: And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hogs Sports Network, and I'm now joined by Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the king of recruiting. R.D., had a little recruiting news over the weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah, Courtney uh, Crutchfield, uh, just shortly before Arkansas uh, kicked off against Florida, uh, reopened his uh, recruiting uh, and communicating with him. He, he said that he think he thinks he kind of rushed rushed his decision. And he wants to maybe uh, check check out what and see what else is out there. Uh, you know, I, you know, there are a lot of rumors going around, and I'm not much into rumors. But nope. uh, I, at the end of the day, I think I think. Uh, you know, if everything goes well with Arkansas and uh, and that and they, uh, you know, just recruiting like like they should, uh, I think uh, I think I think you'll end up being a Razorback. But there, there's no guarantee. I know a lot of people say whenever I whenever somebody decommits, they usually don't come back. That's usually out of state guys. In state guys, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Braylon Russell would be a prime example of a guy that uh, committed exactly. and then. Uh, reopen things and he's back on board now so uh, we'll, we'll see with Courtney because when Arkansas offered him that was the offer that he had always been wanting uh you know growing up so we'll see what happens going forward well RD if I was a you know receiver or
1: whatever and the way the Arkansas <clears throat> offense has played this season up until Saturday I might have had to you know go back and re-examine things too but based on what they did Saturday they RD to me the Hogs did not even look remotely like the same team they had the previous eight weeks
3: well, I, th- I think what you, you you look at is the the body of work over the last few years, and and obviously the Mississippi State game that was probably one of the wor- worst offensive performances I've ever seen yep. out of an Arkansas offense. So uh, you and, and you saw how you, you've seen all all year how competitive Arkansas is, and and if they even had just a middle middle of the road uh, SEC. Uh, offense they, they'd probably be seven and two maybe yep. eight and one or yep. who, who knows uh if, if the offense was just good uh for the most part it's been just plain bad most of the year except for on on saturday so uh i think kids can kind of look at things and kind of analyze and, get, and go you know hey they're not that far away yeah and what what Arkansas saw like coach Pittman obviously he he likes uh, he likes uh, this type of offense yep. It's, uh you know about 50-50 uh, passing uh running that's the idea formula for uh, for for the Arkansas offense under Pittman and that's that's kind of what you're going to see going forward and uh whoever the next uh, OC is uh, maybe it's Kenny Guyton obviously he got off to a good start on on Saturday uh we'll, would would uh, continue that so I, I i think uh i think i think i think kids uh sometimes we don't give them enough credit that you know they, they can see things because see things that maybe uh, the average fan will uh because the things are going bad they automatically thinks thinks uh you know kids are going to just jump jump off board and, and you would have thought a few weeks ago by some fans that about half the class is about to decommit well we got one that is decommitted maybe there might be one or two others who knows we'll see but uh I tend to think that uh, they, the kids overall, analyze things uh, pretty well. Absolutely. Now,
1: R.D., is this the week um, that non-football signings are this week, correct? It's basketball and, and volleyball and right, baseball yeah. and, all uh, and that. Right,
3: yeah, the 8th through the 12th. And uh, uh, right now it looks like uh, Jalen Shelley, Arkansas Basketball Commit, uh, will sign on Wednesday. And he's, uh, he, he's, uh, Isaiah Elam uh, will uh, sign on Thursday. So they're only expecting uh, those two guys. Inc. Uh, f- for the uh, men's basketball team.
1: Fantastic. Um, also want to mention, uh, you know, now that Arkansas will have three, it's last five, it's final three games of the regular season, um, all at home. So those will be all three big recruiting weekends for the Hawks for football.
3: Yeah, it will it, it will do, uh, will that in this three, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday that will help them uh, get kids in yeah. uh, the one thirty 30 uh, kickoff. I believe it's a one I'm not sure for the Missouri game uh, that, that, that will also help. Not, obviously most kids are out for the, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday for yeah. school. So travel is not that big of an issue on that day. Uh, but uh, yeah, they'll be able to finish up uh, with three games and uh, be able to have kids on campus. And that will be big. And then after that, they uh, they'll they'll start getting ready to host uh, you know kids uh, for for a December the first yeah. two weekends maybe uh, maybe some transfers or or transfers would probably be a little later but maybe some junior college guys or something like that yeah uh, hopefully uh, hopefully Sam will have that uh,
1: jukebox cranked up very loud after that Missouri game um, on that day after Thanksgiving. So RD is always man. We appreciate you being on with us. It is uh, it's about to heat up. Recruiting's been kind of warm a little bit, and now it's going to heat up big time over the next four or five weeks as we head into the first and early signing period for football, second week of December, um, and then we'll rock along a little bit, and then we'll have another signing day, the normal conventional signing day in February. So uh, some exciting times. I still feel like RD that that Pittman's maybe its biggest recruiting effort might need to be in that locker room and and, uh, making sure kids like Luke has and, and Ty Washington and some of those guys uh, stay with the program because those two tight ends, if they get them, keep them in the fold and get them back next year, healthy RD, man, those two dudes, they're going to be weapons in this offense.
3: Yeah. I I don't, I I think, I I think Arkansas will be in good shape with both of those guys. I mean, anything can happen obviously, but uh, with NIL and, and all the other stuff uh, going on. But, uh, Luke, I mean, he, he he comes from a family that's, uh, got a lot of, you know, well, not a lot, but, uh, a sister and a, an aunt uh, who went to the U of a and, and his family has season tickets to the basketball games and stuff like that. So I, I I think, uh, I think I think we're, I think they'll be okay with uh, both of those guys, but uh, again, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find we'll find it out later, I guess. Good deal. Well, if anybody wants to re- read more about recruiting, Richard
1: has it always covered every week in the Democrat Gazette. He has three columns a week in the ADG, plus his columns also run on WholeHogsports.com. So, you want to be sure and keep up with all the recruiting news. And like I said, it's about to heat up big time there. RD, we always appreciate you beating on with us, and uh, we will catch you next time.
3: All right, buddy. We'll see you,
1: Chip. We're going to take another break right here. And When we come back, we'll be joined by Eric Taylor again, and we're going to talk about some big games on the agenda for this week as the high school playoffs in Arkansas kick off on Thursday. We'll be right back.
0: Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere with expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com.
1: We are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Susan with the Hog Sports Network, and I'm joined again by Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, E.T., this is the first week of the high school playoffs in the state, and, man, there are some great, great games on the schedule.
2: There's a lot of, of games out there, man, that's going to have people uh, kind of flipping a coin as to who who may win and who yeah. may not, uh, man, and, that, and that's in every class. You know? But that's what you want this time of year, man. You want those matchups uh, that, that, you know, you never know who's going to win the game, man. So, And we have several of those on tap uh, this week, man. We do. We're going to start on Thursday night. For
1: the Alma Airedales, the good news is they are in the playoffs. The bad news is they got little rock
2: part view right off the
1: bat Thursday night.
2: <laughs> right off the bat, man. Gonna, <laughs> they're going to be tested uh quick, fast, and in a hurry, man. No time to uh to kind of rest, uh at least coming off that last week's game with, with Shiloh, man. Uh you, you get out of one situation and jump right into another one, man. So it's, it's not gonna be easy, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, and on no, Friday night, uh some games, some
1: big games I thought to me that were kind of intriguing matchups. North Little Rock at Rogers. Now, granted, this is not the same North Little Rock program as it was, you know, three, four, five years ago. But this is still, in my opinion, could be a really good game, maybe a closer game um, than what you would normally see in a first-round playoff matchup.
2: You know, it 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 really depends on which North Little Rock team shows up. Um, the team that you know scored a lot of points against, uh, I think, Fort Smith Northside yep. or. Or one that you know was been shut down several times, man. And, and they, but North Rock still has plenty of athletes over there. Uh, don't get me wrong with that. You know they just undergoing a uh, they've only gone a coaching change uh, to start of the year, and it's like they just hadn't really gotten their footing. They're still fairly young, but they've got weapons over there. They got a, a junior quarterback uh, that's had his ups and downs this year, but once he gets going, uh, he's really good. So it's one of these games where hey, if, if North Rock shows up and and, and, and plays uh, the way I think. They're capable of playing. They can make it competitive. Yeah. Or, you know, if they come out flat, it could get ugly. So, again, it's one of those games where a lot of things could happen uh, depending on who shows up. You know, Rogers has been good all year, you know, and they're at home. So, it's, it's a big game, man. Now, something uh, we've not
1: talked a lot about, Rogers made a quarterback change a couple weeks ago and put the sophomore in, uh, Jeff Reagan in at quarterback, and they moved Dane Williams to his more normal – position of safety where he was playing before they made him the quarterback uh, before last season. Um, so the Mounties uh, maybe have solidified a little bit of their team uh, offensively, uh, not m- not much of a letdown there with Reagan, but defensively they've played a whole lot better since having uh, Dane Williams full-time at safety.
2: And that's, that's been a big difference, man. Like you said, I mean, it, you know, moving, uh, you know, Reagan over there and, and they haven't had much of a drop-off. You know, and it's not like Dane was – bad at our wow. quarterback. He's pretty doggone good over yeah. quarterback, man. And like I said, they haven't skipped the a beat, you know, and whatever is, uh, is best is uh, it's a good thing to go with, man. So uh, they're rolling. Um, they'll be at home again. So I expect them to come out fired up. Uh, but again, like I said, if, if Little Rock comes out and plays uh, plays well, it, it could make it competitive.
1: It could. It could. How about El Dorado at Pulaski Academy, uh, Eric? That You know, El Dorado got a big win a couple weeks ago, I think it was against Little Rock Catholic. They're very capable um, you know, P.A., um, you know, they've had a couple of bumps in the road uh this year. Uh, they won Friday night, but they didn't put a lot of points on the board, which is kind of rare for them. Uh, How do you see this one shaping up?
2: That's one of these games that's kind of sneaky, man. I mean, you know, three, four weeks ago, you know, had I you told me this matchup was a first-round matchup, I'm saying P.A., you know, 40-plus. Yeah. But, you know, El Dorado has seemingly started playing a whole lot better over these past three or four weeks, man, and P.A., uh, P.A. is P.A., but they're not as dominant, or at least they haven't been as dominant uh, up to this point as what we are accustomed to right. seeing. But, again, it's this postseason, man, and then you got to know that P.A. is going to actually come out and do what they've been doing, man. And, and But, again, it's one of these games where it could get dicey if El Dorado can keep from, uh, you know, getting avalanced early. You know, the longer they hang around, the, the better the chances. So, they, again, this is one of the interesting games, man. Now, E.T., talking about dicey,
1: uh, Shallow Christian did not draw a favorable first-round opponent at all in Hot Springs
2: on Friday night. <laughs> again, and I had a guy, uh, I was at the Harding game uh, this this weekend, and a guy asked me about that particular game. And I told him, I said, again, just what I mentioned with, with the Elder Raider at Flash Academy, I think if Hot Springs can can overcome that early wave uh, that is going to throw at them and, and they hang around, that's another one of those games that – that could get a whole lot yeah. uh, closer and be a lot of interesting in that fourth quarter, uh, especially with, like I said, Hot Springs is a good team. They are a good team. They're, they're a good team, man. And, and Shallow is no cakewalk uh, for those guys at all. Like I said, if the Hot Springs can hang around, hey, you know, you never know what happens then. And the fourth quarter hits. Well, and, and then another one in five A. Camden Fairview is going to make the drive up to Farmington. Farmington
1: got right. the number one seed from the five A West by beating Perry Grove on Friday night. Not an overwhelming victory for Farmington, but but they did get the win. Now they get Camden Fairview at home and E.T. This this is not going to be an easy game for Farmington. This is this is going to be a dogfight.
2: It, it, it really will be. Battle of the Cardinals uh, with this one, man. I, and honestly, I, I kind of expect this one to be high scoring, uh, to be quite honest with you, man. Fairview, uh, they, they've got weapons that can score uh, the drop of a dime, you know, big playability. Uh, but again, you know, Farmington is one of those teams when they yeah. just go out and play ball and get it done, man. And you know, th- th- again, this wasn't an easy draw. No, <laughs> for winning, you know, being a, the the top seed from that, uh, that West, man. And they got a, a Fairview team that, that's coming up. And honestly, probably going to feel like they uh, have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, coming up and on, on the road, man. And I expect them to come out and, and, and play their best. You know, it's one of these games again. Hey, you know, if, it, if it's tight, you know, late third quarter, early fourth, hey, you never know. You let them hang around. Let them hang around,
1: man. Anything it's can lucky. happen.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <It's lucky. laughs>
1: uh, and we talked to – Eric, we talked about uh, Elkins going 10-0 for the first time ever. They get a home first-round game, of course. They're playing Clinton. Uh, your boy Zane Widener, E.T., they're going to they have to do something about him because he
2: can be hard to handle. Hey, if, if, they, if they let that guy get going uh, early and often, man, you know, it, it's going to push Elkins Again, Elkins is is my, my sleeper pick, man, with, with those guys. But, again, you know – it's probably one of those games where if I'm Elkins, I didn't really want to see Clinton yeah. in that spot. But then again, you really want to see any of those teams from, from that confident Clinton's do not, uh, You do not know the place. <laughs> you never know, man, <laughs> with, with, with those guys over there. They, they're either up, they're down, up and down. But, you know, Zane Widener, man, like I said, if he, if he has his weight early in that, for, in that first quarter, if he comes out, and punches you in the mouth and keeps punching in that first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it could it could be a long night, you know. But again, you know, it is Elkins team, man. I, I've been so impressed with those guys all year, man. And like I said, if they can if they can ha- handle Zane a little bit, man, I don't know if you're gonna slow him, stop him. But you can kind of slow him down a little bit, man. I like that chance. But again, hey, yeah, if he gets going, it's yeah. gonna be tough. Well, I, I I the 4A4 is kinda
1: of like Pac-12 football, E.T. You, oh man. They you know they play those games late at night. So if you're not, you know, if you don't stand up <laughs> watching them, you're not really seeing like Oregon and, and and Washington and those kind of teams, and all of a sudden you're playing them and they are punching you in the mouth and scoring right. your six-yard touchdown run. You're like, where did this come from? Like, hey, man, like, what if what you is didn't going on? That, you had have been paying attention
2: all year long. You'd have been seeing right. this
1: all year long. It's, it's
2: amazing, man. <laughs> you're exactly right on that one, man.
1: Man. Well, I tell you what, maybe, you know, there are going to be some great games starting this week and, and just continuing on and on as we build toward the state championship games in December. And, you, you know, we talk about the 6A and just, there are just so many potholes and speed traps and whatever in 6A. And the 7A, I think to me, ET is wide open, man. I know Bryant is Bryant. I know they've won five in a row and they, you know, they are who we thought they were in the big win Friday night, but... Man, you know, you got Fayetteville over here at ten and 0. You got Bentville healthy again with Carter Nye. You, you know, I mean, you got you know Conway, of course, and
2: Cabot capable, and and uh, it's just fun, man. This is just this is what we play for. This is what we play for, man. I, I'm so so excited and ready for this, this going on. And like you said, man, seven A again. You know, Brian is is the the, the top dog until someone uh, you yep. know knocks him off. But I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think there's probably five, maybe six. Uh, teams over there, uh, if, if they get going, it, it, they're going to challenge for the top spot, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Eric, as always, man,
1: thanks for being on with us. And, uh, you know, our folks listening to the podcast, you can read more about uh, what's going on with high school football in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E.T., Sam Lane, those guys over there, Graham Thomas, Henry Apple, Rick Fires, those guys over here. Uh, got Leland Barclay down, you know, the, the guru of the gridiron, Leland Barclay down the River Valley and all that going on. So if it's high school football, we give you more than just that much football. We give you full detailed game stories of features, advances, and all of that. And uh, so if you are a fan of high school sports, and particularly right now at high school football playoff time, you want to be watching and reading the, uh, the Democrat Gazette and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So that'll take care of this week's podcast. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk about all the first-round games and things like that. So for Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, for Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network. Thanks for being on with us. We will catch you next time. Go catch a game
0: this weekend. The Proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.